The Trench Run Report proudly presents Mando Meetings with your hosts, Aaron Russo and Justin Boots Gray. This is the way. Wait, so who was it? Your your turn, my turn? Whose turn was it? Oh, I don't remember. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't, I don't remember do either. Do <laughs> David just, just, just do it. Just do it. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Reese is sitting down to talk about the Mandalorian. Oh, <laughs> it was a bad bad episode. Uh, okay. Uh, right. Um, that was good. That was good. I never I'm, heard you I'm, do that before. That was really good, man. You could do the whole episode in there. <laughs> that, would be, that would be epic. Okay. Um, dang it. Now, now, now I don't, don't want to start it because I feel like it's already started now. <laughs> okay. Uh, as before, welcome. Um, Welcome to the Trench Run Report. This is a segment that we like to call Mando Meetings. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Gray, and here with me is... Aaron Russo, checking in. And uh, we have uh, two awesome people that we watched the episode with. Uh, would you like to uh, introduce yourselves? I was there a couple of weeks ago. My name is Jacob Danielson. Hey, yeah, I'm David, sitting in again. Uh, fantastic show. Uh, excited to talk about it. All righty, so... Um, uh, before we start, um, I'd like to, again, apologize uh, for last week's episode. Um, we I was trying to edit the thing so hard, but it was uh, it just couldn't happen. So uh, we're going to kind of combine the uh, uh, two chapter, uh, two latest chapters. And uh, we will uh, kind of just go briefly, talk briefly about the uh, uh, the chapter called The Jedi. So, um, what what were your thoughts on that initially, uh, Aaron? Um, I mean, it was amazing. Um, it was it was it was a I mean, for me it was like a classic example of like you tell us we're going to get Ahsoka and then you build up all this expectation and then I feel like they exceeded the expectations that we had about what we were going to see and what it was going to be like and I thought it was amazing. Um, I loved. We talked a lot about this last week already, but like I loved the I loved the look of the planet that they were on. I loved um, the way that the visuals with Ahsoka, like with the lights and the and the and everything, just it was epic. I just loved every all the it was such a visual like between the visuals and like the lighting and like the tone of the whole episode just was I thought it was great. Um, and of course, like the just the little check in with baby Yoda or Grogu and like that, you know, establishing that connection, giving him that backstory. He was on Coruscant was very cool. Like filling in like, right. He's now there's backstory. There's, there's a character to that cute little thing now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I thought it was a great episode. It was very entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining for you guys. Like I said, a couple weeks ago, like I, I, I don't have the the you know the, the Star Wars IQ that you guys have with Rebels and with and, and with Clone Wars. So 
just coming from a a big film fan of the Skywalker saga, this is still really enjoyable. And I think that's what Favreau is doing so great. It's like, no matter how much you know or how much you don't know about Star Wars, you can still watch Mandalorian and just love it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that episode with Ahsoka was so far the best episode of the series. Just because, like you said, Aaron, the visuals were amazing. You know, and I felt like this was this was Grogu or Baby Yoda. This was his episode, and we had been kind of waiting for that. We had been waiting for something that just gives him backstory, gives him purpose, and I think that that's what they did. And you know, just just the visuals, and that's what they've been doing so great. It's like every episode, it's a different planet, it's a different feel to it, and they just hit it out of the park. And I I I feel just as someone that doesn't know those characters as well. Um, but knowing, you know, them dropping Thrawn and, and stuff like that, and hearing about these characters, it's, it's exciting stuff. It's 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 really cool. But mm-hmm. you know, just the action sequences and 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 stuff like that, it was it was it was phenomenal. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I just like uh, read something like an article on uh, Twitter not too long ago about like the look of the planet mm-hmm. and why it is the way that it is. And uh, Dave Filoni said something that he uh, lived uh, out in the woods in uh, California, and he had to evacuate his home a couple times due to the forest fires. Wow. And so I thought that was kind of a yeah. cool, uh, wow. cool thing. That puts some that, perspective yeah. and some inspiration yeah. in that. That, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, like, not not only that, like, there's obviously the uh, um, Kiesawa. Um, Kurosawa, Kur- yeah. Kur- uh, <laughs> yeah. The uh, references. That one. And, <laughs> yep, yep, that one. <laughs> yeah, yep. If, if, you, if you guys heard the show, I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible with pronunciations. But uh, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And, uh, and as, I, as I said uh, last week, uh, it was kind of cool that uh, we finally get to see a character that started out in a not so great uh place in the fandom and then all of a sudden like pet like pat like 12 years later uh we finally get to see that character uh like from like that started from a very uh, unlikable beginning to like adored Mm -hmm. and just in I, I think it's like just a testimony to like uh, staying true to one vision, no matter how uh, mm-hmm. gleam it seems. Yeah. And and Ahsoka is definitely that. And I think uh, whoever did grow up with her uh, with the show, yeah, like the, 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 it's like quite an accomplishment. Yeah. So and and like and like you said, Jacob, that they they did introduce her in a way that wasn't like, oh, you have to know this, you have to know that. Um, and I think that was done very well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... Knowing, if, if you know the timeline too, just being her being a Jedi is important. You mm-hmm. know, for, you know, just knowing that because of where the timeline you're in, you know, you know this taking place between uh, Force Awakens and, and Return of the Jedi, that's, it's like, okay, that's important. You know that's that's mm-hmm. something that's that, that's value there, and you just mentioned that somebody that's you know not been really that great with the fandom and then turned into somebody that's being adored. I feel kind of the same way about Baby Yoda. 
because mm-hmm. I feel like when he first came into, the, there was a lot of fans, hardcore fans that I know of that. Well, this is just the Stealth Boys. This is just the, which yeah. I'm sure they did. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I feel it's like fair criticism. It is. It is. Right. It, it is, works. It is, and we haven't really. Got, I can't really say we've gotten that payoff yet, but I think they're working on that. And I don't know if he's, you know, adored to that type of, you know, level like like Ahsoka is, but. I just feel like they're they're doing the they're doing well with that character with with Baby Yoda just taking it something that was like oh great this is you know because that was the reaction I got in season one was that this is just a character they're gonna try to sell and and blah 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 I feel like Favreau is is got a bigger vision than that he's not just mm-hmm. gonna throw something in there without having a plan for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we haven't seen that fully developed, but after this episode, we kind of know the direction that they're going and, and, uh, I feel like they, they, they know what they're doing in, in that character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe we'll get sure. a, we'll get a baby Yoda saying to Snoke, I am your father. <laughs> 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 Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was definitely a great, great episode. I, I just seeing Ahsoka in live action was just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it really for me, huge fan of the extended universe. A lot of you know, the video games. Yep. Um, really got a big Star Killer vibe with Ahsoka in that opening scene where she's running through the fog. Yeah. Quick, mm. quick attacks, ambushes, shuts up, powers down her sabers, disappears. Very similar. Uh, with Starkiller, one of the trailers. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Vader's going to have stormtroopers execute the clone of Galen Mare. And he breaks out of his chains, and same thing. He pops out of, out of the mist, cuts down stormtroopers, powers down the sabers, disappears into the fog. And he has, like, that really epic, like, to the storm, I mean, for the stormtroopers, and then for the guys in the Mando series season, they're like, well, what do we do? <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. oh shoot, he's right there. Um, <clears throat> and then just seeing just how developed Ahsoka's character is mm-hmm. from first becoming a uh, Padawan to a knight, season seven of Clone Wars, facing um, Darth Maul, mm-hmm. and then the rebels confronting Vader, and then coming back now, it's just. And you can see in some of the scenes, some of the dialogue, just what she's gone through. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even in her fighting style in this episode, it's not like, I mean, like Qui-Gon Jinn is considered the like the ultimate great Jedi for how he follows the force, not the council. But he's got, he still has like that Jedi foundation. But when you see Ahsoka, especially Rebels and then now here, she's got a brutal fighting, fighting style. Um, a lot more than the Clone Wars, and just being able, just seeing her, like she's she's holding nothing back. Like a couple of those guys that she cuts down, it's like as a Jedi, mm-hmm. she'd probably just disarm them and saber to them, surrender. But now she's just like, you're in my way. You're sucks to be you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just it gets I guess the feeling like she's just done this before. She's kind of done with with everything. She's just she's just a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. She's, mm-hmm. she's right. just she's just you know, full bore fighting because that's all she has left. Is, mm-hmm. is the is the is the impression that I got. And if she's still looking for Ezra, 
and she could be like, hey, if you're in my way, I'm just going to yeah. do bad. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's the one thing we haven't talked about yet is the like the whole thing about Thrawn from that episode. So oh, yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, so I didn't see that coming and to to pull that in. So like we we still don't know if that means that she's found Ezra already or not. Mm -hmm. And we don't we don't necessarily even know if that's exactly why he's she's looking for Thrawn at this point. Because if she's already found Ezra, I don't know why she would be too worried about Thrawn. Mm. If she hasn't found Ezra, then that could be why she's looking for Thrawn because she's looking for Ezra. But then there's the additional question of well, what what is this master relationship that he has with this the woman who's running the planet like what mm -hmm. is that relationship what is Thrawn up to and that was so I mean obviously like that's the second time this season we've got a big name drop that mm -hmm. now I, and I don't know necessarily that that means we're gonna see Thrawn this season I know when they dropped Ahsoka's name they were just like okay we're getting Ahsoka this season. I don't know if we're getting Thrawn in this season or even in this show, but that was a major like it hints to something. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it and it, it it pulls from the previous, it pulls from Rebels, it pulls from the novel, it pulls from so many places, but I don't know where it's going. But it that's that was a really cool component of of, of it. Um, and I think also just that I mentioned last week also the just the just making the leap from animated to live action regardless of backstory like and i commented last week about like i'm not a fan of like all these live action um disney remakes that they're doing like, and all of it. Yeah, yeah like i don't i just don't see the point in remaking classic animated movies and like mm -hmm. i don't think they translated well to live action but ahsoka definitely did like she translated to live action really well and, and I mean, she, she may have even eclipsed her animated yeah and yeah oh, that's what i was gonna ask too is that you guys have seen her like, oh yeah, she came yeah. on on screen. Were you like, oh yeah, that's so cool. like, did you? I mean, obviously you knew it was. Oh, her, but, yeah. But, oh yeah. yeah, you didn't definitely look like, at it differently. Like when she popped down to the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Like, was like yeah, a, with, oh, it's her. It's her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely. There was definitely, there was definitely a, an edge to her, I think, in the show mm -hmm. that wasn't in Clone Wars. Although, I mean, season so, seven of Clone Wars, if she was, she she seemed pretty. pretty badass fighter oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah but um like with with this uh chapter i felt like i kind of had like that alec guinness kind of feel like you can tell by the by her voice that she's been through a mm -hmm. lot um and yeah. ashley's uh the voice actor for ahsoka um she kind of had that seasoned voice um in uh, rebels but not not as much but like here it's definitely feels way more seasoned mm -hmm. and um another thing that uh like w when you asked uh if uh if she like first popped onto the screen like did we all say she's ahsoka yeah definitely for me um i know a lot of other fans had like a minor complaint about like her laku being like the headpiece yeah. like being not not as big or as tall um but hey fans Count Dooku's face in the animated series. Get over it. But I feel like that was more of a stylistic uh, thing. Like, I always kind of looked at Clone Wars and Rebels as very stylistic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, 
And plus, like with the fighting scene, I was fighting scenes. It probably would have had to been like CGI if it was a bigger piece. Or, but like, yeah, I was I, I that didn't bother me. I so, didn't. I didn't, I didn't um, pay that two cents until someone else mentioned mm-hmm. it. I, yeah. It was more so just like, are you guys happy with it? Like, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, yep. mm-hmm. I, I know that, that like you said, Aaron, live action can get tricky and people can feel funny about it when they're so used to watching the animated yep. series for so long. And the one thing that I'll even throw this in uh, with her lightsabers, mm-hmm. they kept the, um, the sound when she powers them on is the same sound from Rebels. So okay. it's, it doesn't have that traditional, like, um, it can right. audiobooks they can they say it as like a snap hiss okay when the lightsaber turns on mm-hmm. this one it, it's you can tell it's different mm-hmm. and it's got a different hum hum the blade hum, or just hums different too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's just attention to detail that mm-hmm. you you're only going to get from true star wars right. words if they're directing and writing and that's that's points to what you're saying about the beauty of how like they're doing these deep cuts and if you don't know what it is, it doesn't matter. But if you right. do know what it is, it's like mm-hmm. it's that it's extra. Like treat. <laughs> there you go. We know you. We see you. But at the same time, like, don't need. I don't need to know that at all to be blown away by. Yeah, Ahsoka. Right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and plus, like, uh, with this uh, chapter, like being under Dave Filoni, you know that it's gonna that he's gonna treat the character very well. Ahsoka's his baby. Uh, mm-hmm. since 2008 mm-hmm. and uh so yeah, yeah I, I i'd say well done Filoni, but i think everybody else has already said it before me <laughs> so. so this week <laughs> yeah, all right yeah now we get to the good stuff um <laughs> wow. so all right dang I gotta um, say, I felt I felt very much like I mean, I as soon when that when that opening dialogue between him and Baby Yoda, I was like, yeah, they're they're not yeah. gonna be together by the end of the episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you could just feel it, like the way that he was like, they were bonding, and he was like becoming you. He was more attached. Like, you felt like he knew him better, right. and there was this respect for him, and like this sense of like. Wow, they were trying like, to make it really yeah they were trying to make it seem like okay mando he doesn't he he truly loves this he right. loves baby Yoda, loves yeah. the child mm-hmm. and he, he he genuinely loves love loves it you can hear right. it in his voice when he's yeah, saying right. you have to go with him if they want you to go with him and right he's, he's just looking straight ahead but you can tell it's like yeah Mm-hmm. He's fighting this. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. And I thought that was a really cool way to start the episode, um, with like that quiet moment between them. It, I mean, obviously you don't know what's coming, but like looking back now, it's like that that quiet moment between them was like really good way to launch the episode because the rest of the episode is just chaos right. and all this stuff and and the, mm-hmm. and the eventual ending, but. Like that, I thought that was just a really well done. And it's the second, second or third time they've done that, that where they start yeah. the episodes with a little, little kind of like cold open yeah. with Baby Yoda and and Mando, and like mm-hmm. I think they just do those really well. Yeah, which is it's working really well. Yeah. Uh, Slave one. I had, don't get too far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I got really excited. I got really excited. I was no, a little that's... surprised. I was a little surprised that I think we all noticed it. It was like. We got right to the planet. The planet. Yeah. yeah. We got right to the location on the planet. 
which that surprised me too because um <clears throat> titan's a deep core world which is basically like the center of the galaxy and in extended universe like especially they talked about in the dark bane trilogy it's it's a very mm-hmm. hard planet to get to there's a lot of collapsing hyperspace routes and it took darth bane in the book it took him like five four or five days just to get there Mm-hmm. Um, it was, <laughs> not so much today. <laughs> no. 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 Episode starts. Oh, look, we're here. We're just right in. It's kind of... mm-hmm. As far as saving time I, in, for the episode, I get it. Right, right. That yeah. was not. They were, I, I, and I'm glad they didn't do like a whole filler episode on like some obstacles. <laughs> the spiders and. Yeah, no, 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 spiders. I mean, it felt a little too easy for the mm-hmm. same time, but. I was hoping that they would have showed more of the planet. Uh, going back to the EU, Darth Bane, mm-hmm. he goes to a stronghold of Alia Darj, I believe, uh, Sith Sorceress, and he goes for a holocron. So for me, knowing all that, it's like, all right, I'm ho- hoping, hoping to see he flies by, there's a Shrek Sith Temple or something like that on his yeah. way to the Seeing Stone. Which we did, we, did, we got, we, the, really, the, the the planet building or the planet, like, like it, there was really nothing. Mm-hmm. There was just the little just like, go to Typhon. mini Stonehenge mm-hmm. you know, thing, and that was it. Mm. And the rest was just natural landscape. So, so uh, it kind of looked very. Uh, I, who who said it was looked like uh, California? Because like oh, yeah, that looks so much like California. I had to be in almost somewhere out west. Looks like California. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like I, I I could swear I felt like they filmed like an episode of the Orville like over there. <laughs> Uh, which wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, John Favreau was involved with that show too, uh, as a consultant. Yeah, but yeah, um, my my uh, introduction to Tython um, was a little, little different than his. Uh, mine was through the comics, but uh, in the comics, I believe they like go to the uh, polar ice caps of that planet, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. if I can really remember correctly, but it's it's been a while. Yeah, that's right. So and, and there was no sign of ice anywhere. <laughs> nope. It didn't look like a planet that had any ice caps, but right. But um, but yeah, now, I guess I guess now we can get into Slave One. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 can, I can see him We're over. Talk about theories of the scene stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, I mean, it was, I think, like, it did hit, like, it would be like, we're here, we land. Oh, I did like that little, um, oh, we gotta go with the rest of the way with the windows the, down. With the windows oh, down. Oh, yeah, yes. the windows down. Yes. Um, but, um, we went, we just went, we just got him on the rock, like, right? It was just like, we're here, yep. there's no, it's just, you're here. Um, I'm not sure what was that thing was like. He's like looking for a control, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I think I, is maybe for a joke. Trap door. Like he's like thinking there's the some like way you tune in. Like, you know, that's not how the force works. Were right. you guys expecting somebody to be there? I wasn't. I wasn't. No. Unless you were going to have like, like maybe, maybe like a voice speak to Baby Yoda, kind of like how okay. Palpatine or Sidious uh, spoke to um, Kylo Ren. Okay. Kind of like in his head. Um, and that, that's actually how I kind of took the Seeing Stone, whereas how, like, Palpatine, he, like, portrays himself or, like, his Force essence out into the, the galaxy. That's how he controls things. 
So that's what I think that sing stone is, is when Baby Yoda or Grogu yeah. acti- yeah, we'll act- we'll get there. <laughs> activates it through the force, he can kind of project himself or his essence out into the galaxy and search for other Jedi. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, uh, the X-Men, Professor oh, Xavier's the... kind of thing. Cerebro? Yeah, kind of oh, similar, right, 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 right. similar uh-huh. to that. Right, 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 right. And they revisit that too in the previous episode. Where Ahsoka is saying that nobody can understand each other with our thoughts uh, and mm, stuff like right. that. So it's, I, I hope they reveal something of why, because we didn't really get any importance in this episode of right. why Yoda, or Baby Yoda, was on Grogu, Little G. Was on, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> was on the scene stone. I hope we get that. But that, that's a good. That's a good take. That's kind of what Ahsoka said too. And that, to find yeah, a, that makes Jedi. sense too. You mentioned how she and Grogu can hear their thoughts, mm-hmm. and that that ties in well with what Palpatine said to Kylo. He's like, "I have been every voice you have ever heard right. inside your head." And I love it how he just transitions from himself to Snoke to Vader. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely didn't seem. I think it was interesting how when he starts using the stone mm-hmm. and we're thinking, okay, which Jedi is going to show up? <laughs> right. And it's Hello not there. a Jedi at all. No. <laughs> which was not what I was expecting. So A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like Slave One shows up and that they got, in my opinion, so right. The, the visuals... The, the colors, the, the big color, oh, dude, it was just, that's why I couldn't wait. It's got one of those iconic ship sounds other than yep. TIE Fighter. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And it's just, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, kind of caught me off guard too. Cause I wasn't, it, you know, we haven't seen Boa since, you know, the end of episode one. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was, it was not just expecting, that was not, I was hoping and expecting Boba Fett to show up by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to happen this at this episode. Because yeah. that, it was it's like, we're looking at, okay, what Jedi is going to show up? Or is Moff Gideon, we know he's tracking yeah. him. Yeah, I, I really thought it was Boba Moff Fett Gideon to be the, first. the pivot in, that, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, because they, they do that, where they just bring things back like four, like three or four episodes later and, mm-hmm. and revisit it and, and they tie it in so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is fantastic. So we got confirmation then that that character that walked up, and I don't remember the, the name of the... Oh, Fennec? Yes. The, assa- the assassin lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That The person that walked up to her in the desert. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently. Yes. I, I remember that. Uh, I, th- I think it was like when we did like the uh, chapters... Uh, uh, three, four, and five, like where we were just like speculating for like a good fifteen minutes on who the heck it was, and uh, yeah, that was so that do was. You, do you think that like, they? Do you think that they knew? Do you think when they when they shot that episode for season one, that they always intended for that to be both of them? I think so. Okay. I think so. I don't know if it was actually. Uh, who else could it have been? Well, I well, I th- I'm thinking behind the scenes. Like, I don't think it was uh, uh, the actor who played Boba Fett, like on the set that day. Yeah, right. But, um, but I think it was but the intentions the, the of the intentions. show. The creators mm-hmm. of the show was that that was we're planning to see for for Boba Fett. 
Yeah. Can you imagine Favreau and them? They're just in there writing stuff out and going, people are going to lose their minds. <laughs> Well, I think that's that's what uh, yeah. we, that's that's the vibe we we are feeling there, like, you know, like, passion. It's Star Wars fans getting to sit down and write Star Wars, like, right? It's like that's what, that's and that's what, what we in my opinion, that's what it should be. I mean, that mm-hmm. that that's what it should be, and because that's when we get the best content. Mm-hmm. You know, Rogue One, we got Star Wars fans directing it. We got that's. That's what we that's what we want because if you're just looking for a money and it's it's why I feel like the last you know the Skywalker trilogy felt vanilla in many ways was just because you need you need people that understand the extended universe that can reach other people but also just keep fans engaged and mm-hmm. when that happens it almost always works because people are going to stay within the confines of a galaxy of what the rules are and what, you know, what people care about, and that's, it's, I want to say I'm shocked, but I'm not, that this is turning out to be a phenomenal TV show, it just is, Mm -hmm. and I, and, and the way that they brought, I, I was a little, I'll be honest, like, as far as Boba Fett, like, I didn't, I wasn't exactly, like, a huge fan of Tamira Morrison's performance as Jango Fett, like, oh, off, off camp, like, I mean, it's, Jango Fett's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. cool looking, badass. Love him. You know, but like the dialogue scenes were like, eh, kind so of strange. Like, yeah, like a little bit. Like I mean, there was they were okay, but like so I was a little bit nervous about Tamira Morrison coming back and being and acting <laughs> in in the role, and like I thought he just like I think part of that too is they killed I it. I don't think they casted. I don't think they casted. You know. Kid Boba very well either. No, everything about how how he swoops in was very just even the way Slave One just mm-hmm. swoops in. It's so Boba Fett, right? Like, oh yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. reminded me a little bit of that scene, even though it's not quite the same. But like the scene where the Millennium Falcon releases from the Star Destroyer oh, and, then mm-hmm. back, and then all of a sudden you just see the Slave One like, yep. just fly into the scene. It reminded me of that a little bit, like that entrance feel of like Boba Fett's on track. He's he's tracking, you know, he's he's always, you know, like in the background, like and, and that's and, the first time I think we see Slave One too. Yeah, since Empire Strikes yeah, Back. Yeah, since and since Empire. Wow. And and it's mm-hmm. and it was and his like they just captured it all like his performance the way he looked it, it, it was, I thought it was like I thought it was great like, his brutality with uh, yeah yeah it was yeah big stick yeah wow Holy yeah man. that was <laughs> and, his, and his and and yet he was he was not out of control mm-hmm. he but he was very like angry like you could tell like I mean like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's just, I just thought, I was like, wow, that was, that was. Yeah, his, his mm-hmm. was brought Boba Fett to a whole other level. His acting almost in this, I agree with you, Aaron, is, is better than everything that we've seen in Attack of the Clones. Oh, but, by far. And it's mm-hmm. that, you know, I love George, but that's one of his downfalls is right. not retaking not, the shot until you get not what directing, you need. Right, right. Somebody with a better direction. I mean, <laughs> if you watch like the movie Red Tails, that, that, 
thing. Oh, it, it's so good. It's it's a, such a great film, but the dialogue and the banter back and forth is just so bad. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just like George, retake the shot, <laughs> get some, get the shot you want. Like don't just rush through it. And <clears throat> I was a little nervous about that too. And I thought you hit it out of the park. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was no cringe moments for me in that at all. Armor looked a little small. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing. First, top vamp is like too skinny for it. Yeah, yeah no, that was kind of like. like I, I mean, it reminded me of like a forty-year-old like getting back into that, his that's like, prom. <laughs> his prom suit. <laughs> But, yeah, it's it's six years, so I, I, I can safely say that if I uh, weighed myself on the scale like six years prior, I think I would be ashamed of myself now. Um, but, yeah, I, again, I feel like even even though uh, it did seem he did seem a little stout with the armor, he still looked fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he, the way he, way he moved he in it. it Yes, he captured. I feel like he captured the mannerisms of Jeremy Bullock's depiction of him. Just Mm -hmm. even though it was a little bit more active Mm -hmm. than we've seen before, I thought he captured that pretty well. It really, it really, um, it really looked like he had a swagger that Django had. Yes, like like when you watch Django engage both Obi Wan Mm -hmm. and Mace Windu, he's got almost, almost like a swagger. Like, yeah, sure, you, you're a Jedi Knight, top top of the class and warriors mm-hmm. i'm number two and i'm gonna i'm gonna Give fight you, you for that number one position mm-hmm. um and while i'm talking about Django, did you guys notice that in this episode they debunked the conversation i guess i'll say of Django fett not being the mandalorian did you oh, guys get oh, that right. explicitly yeah they mm-hmm. made it explicitly of, clear because he's yeah. Yeah. And for Jake, I, I love Jingo. I want to build his outfit out so bad. Love love his armor. Love his story and the fact that he, he was a foundling mm-hmm. even before the Mandalorian show. His, his family was uh, farmers on Concord Dawn, got caught up in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. His Jango's family was killed. Jasta Muriel brought on Jango. Um, if you've played the Bounty Hunter video game, it ties into mm-hmm. all that. Plus, how he becomes um, the clone template for the clone troopers. It's you just want me to make. It, you just made me really want to play that video game. Yeah. Again. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have that game setting, and I have, still haven't finished it from like when you were <laughs> last over. And now, now I just want to go back and <laughs> play it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, going off of how they used Boba Fett's armor for this episode. Fantastic. The only time I've ever seen him use like his gauntlet blasters are comic books. Mm-hmm. He's get, like those dart launcher launchers he's got in his knee pads. Only, that was cool. Only in the mm-hmm. comic books, and he actually used it against Han and Luke. It's a very old comic. I'll have to try to find it, but so, yeah. so it's wait, it's not not Dark Empire, Dark Empire then. I don't think so. Okay. He, well, he might yeah, have used he, it in that, but I know he's used it in one where like. They get tangled together. Han actually mm-hmm. gets his arms around the back of Boba, and Luke's up against like a bunch of water pipes, and they're saying something. I, I have to look it up, but yeah, Boba's got his hands behind his back, and he just lifts up his knee and shoots shoots the water tanks, and it just sprays Luke. And then he turns around, and takes out Han. 
But yeah, I'll have to look at the Dark Empire comics because mm-hmm. yeah. I know he's in those comics. Yeah, but I don't I don't know for like how long and like what his purpose was. It's it's been a while, but um, yeah. Good comic, good story. So he he, I thought it was interesting how they had that confrontation initially, where she's trained in on Baby Yoda, and he's confronting Boba, and then they have that standoff again, mm-hmm. which is again a very you know Western you know feel right the, the gunslinger tension there mm-hmm. um and i thought that um the way that the, the way it so quickly became a situation where it was a standoff between them to the imperials showing up and then all of a sudden they're on the same side mm-hmm. trying to fend off the imperials i thought was really interesting um and i thought that that seemed to be that that was kind of where they were going, right? It was like it was like there's that initial standoff, but really there was really nobody was really having animosity against anyone. Mm-hmm. And I thought right. that that was really interesting, just the way that they they pretty quickly formed, created this like trio of Mando, Boba Fett, and um, Finnick. Uh, Finnick. 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 Like Finnick. That, that 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 has a I like that vibe. During, during that conversation. Or... That whole standoff. Did you guys catch the Jacob Fett line that oh. they had both oh, of oh, yeah. mm-hmm. simple man making my way in. That's like the sec that's like I, I love that they've been I I mean I'm sure there's people who don't like it, but like that's the second week in a row that they've just like taken lines right out of previous Star Wars. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and and use them over again, which is which is I think I like it, but it's interesting to yeah, get that nod. Mm-hmm. To, the, to the exact dialogue i wish they would have you know maybe it's they just looked at the at the at the writing and just said man no we, it doesn't need to come up i wish they would have shed some sort of light on, on boba and, and what you know what did he do to get out of you know what was the whole thing where she like revealed that she was <laughs> she like she a was, robot was she how she survived that blaster shot? Because right. yeah. that was like a point. She said, "She said, well, she because I almost got, I'm and I. By the way, if you ever watched Westworld, that was like that totally took me to Westworld. That's the oh, okay. conversation. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 robots in Westworld, like when you open them up right there, there's all these pivots and stuff. That's exactly the same. But, <laughs> but I didn't. I almost felt like was she saying like that Boba Fett. Well, pieced her together, yeah. like reconstructed her, maybe. Yeah. Or, or, I, I don't know. Yeah, that that's what that's much. what she was saying. She was saying like I I'm I'm Thanks alive because of him, and she was flashing her like guts, like her robot guts, and I was like, <laughs> so did Boba like put you together or? And I I don't know if he, that's what I took that's the impression I got. Yeah. I thought was interesting. Yeah. but they they didn't really say anything of, of him surviving from you know Return of the Jedi or what any backstory of spinoff TV or, series. I think it was, it was it was implied right at, at a minimum that maybe he was swallowed by a crate dragon and then right because in, in the in the first episode oh yeah he was like, a crate dragon, crate dragon was yeah. living in an abandoned sarlacc pit yeah oh yeah and then yeah. you saw Mando go into the guts of a crate dragon and come back out and so not that that gives you really too much of a that's what you feel but like that's kind of like what I think they were trying yeah. to say like. This is how it happened, just in case you because put that together. You look at the end of that, that you know, the first episode of the season. It's it's almost like 
Boba was like upset that he's got his armor, obviously, but like I felt like there was some sort of maybe relationship that they like like Boba and, and the Crate Dragon, Dragon like <laughs> knew each other or had like seen each other before. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. That's well, that's kind of the there is a, there is have. one theory, and I might have shared this on Mando chat. Is that when like when um Cobb Vance says, you know, I've lived on tattoo my entire life, there's no such thing as an abandoned sarlacc pit. And then he was like, There is if you eat it. <laughs> eat the yeah, sarlacc. Right. Um and the theory that I saw was Boba injured that sarlacc enough to where the crate dragon came, fought it, whatever, then ate it, then during the middle of that, that's when he escaped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he weakened the sarlacc pit to where the crate dragon attacked it. Sarlacc forgot about Boba. Boba was able to, I don't know, blow his way out or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that that could be a possibility. Maybe they would have just solidified it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but that's the or, interpretation. That or or he about. like tells it, or maybe we get that story like when they uh, go to break Mayfell out of prison. Oh, what, your story. <laughs> well, it all started with. <laughs> yeah. you, you, know, you know how that goes. Are you guys excited, Bill Burrs? They're going to have. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, kind kind of though. I I I don't I don't know. I mean, like he he was kind of like the odd factor. Uh, I love Bill like Burr the comedian. I do not like Bill Burr in Star Wars. Like, it did kind of feel a little bit off. To his me, character but, was. I don't but know he him did as a comedian very, well. very much. I don't oh, know, I'm not like tuned into that very much, so I didn't have as much. I wasn't thinking of him that way, but I thought that. Um, his character in season one in that episode, the jailbreak episode, was, I mean, he, he was, he came across pretty dark. Like, have you like, seen his comedy? I love, <laughs> I love, it's super dark. dark. He, he came across as like you know like a, a pretty murderous guy, and he he kind of came across the same way. He, he kind of had that same vibe that he does like when he's on stage doing comedy and stuff, and he's just he's hilarious. He's one of the funniest guys you'll ever. Ever seen, but just him in Star Wars, it was just it wasn't like I was watching a Star Wars character, it looked like I was watching Bill Burr play a Star Wars play character, which can be very distracting, right? Right, right, right. So, I'm interested to see what they do with the character. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not super excited. To see I really didn't see or like that felt a little, a little bit forced, maybe like specifically. He thought that he needed that guy in particular, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Imperial I've... to find track down the Imperials, which seemed Kind of out of the blue, right? Like I didn't ever think we would need him again. No, yeah, same. Maybe same he signed way. on for three episodes, and they needed to fill in the other two. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So what yeah, about, what about do we want? Do we want to just touch on the the stormtroopers? <laughs> in yes. Oh boy. Yeah. Yep. Let's uh, let's let's, let's let this here. loose. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that visually, like visually. The battle scene, with the, the shootout scene with the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. the action was 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 good. Like visually, it was really good. Like the contrast of the stormtroopers and their white mm-hmm. against the the green and the brown and all of that. Like and and the way that that was all done for for the most part was was good. Um and really cool to like I don't know like you put stormtroopers anywhere. It's like, oh, <laughs> I just want to see more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, I just like what like. It almost feels like it feels like it's almost there's a party that's remembering like those ridiculous scenes in the old old Clone Wars cartoons, you know, where like 
Mace Windu can just like take his lightsaber and demolish a million of anything. Well, like it almost starts to feel like that. Like, how many stormtroopers does it take to not kill someone? It it just the whole the whole strategy is just bad. And, and I, I thought visually, like the way it looked was fine. I I just had a major problem with the camera angles because it felt like you had to be you had to have the IQ of a grapefruit to not pull up your weapon and shoot Finnick. Who it, 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 I understand if she's going to go around no-scoping everybody, but have a few less stormtroopers if you're going to do that. <laughs> and don't do these wide pan shots where it's like basically an entire platoon right. that's surrounded mm-hmm. this person, but somehow she just keeps shooting. And there was like 30 seconds in there where... There wasn't one stormtrooper that shot its gun. Like it was just, right. it just felt right. like they didn't even they were fire, miss. <laughs> they looked like cows going to slaughter. Like right. it was just bad to watch. <laughs> I, like and, and we talked about this when they overtook the ship a couple couple episodes ago. It was right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're kind of bad. They're kind of ha ha ha. You know, this, is this was like okay, like yeah, uh, like how far out of your way are we gonna go to? not have the stormtroopers kill anyone and have them just get every last one of them either mowed down, right. beaten, stabbed. Or uh, I mean, Indiana Jones. How many different Indiana Jones stormtroopers this week? But, like, <laughs> the rock scene was the rock scene was kind of bad. <laughs> not, it was it was Indiana Jones, I get it. it yep. Yeah. I see uh, but the dude that had the machine gun that was just Blasting away at this rock <laughs> coming towards me. I'm ditching the, not... gun. Yeah. I'm the gun. You I would, have to take a step two feet to the right in order to not get killed in a fiery explosion. Instead, you could just take that thing head on. <laughs> that was um, that. Was, who knows? Maybe they'll they'll say, okay, these stormtroopers are really bad. We need a new stormtrooper. We need a na- need a new name. How about the first order? <laughs> maybe that's what caused the first order. I, I, how bad these stormtroopers. I thought that I thought that they they. It was more believable, for some reason, when Boba was just like taking them on with his staff mm-hmm. than it was when she was just literally like yeah picking people off like. And it's almost like the stormtroopers were waiting in line. No, it's my turn to die now. Marching down, like, okay, no, I'm not going to shoot yet. Okay, now you're dead in front of me. Okay. <laughs> so that's what it almost had that feel to it. Where it was like, and when she was when she was running on top of the rocks, and they had the machine gun just missing her perfectly. for like, it was for like an hour. If anybody's ever played Battlefront, you know Battlefront or Battlefront Two, you mm-hmm. know that that machine gun. Literally obliterates you no matter where you're standing. Right, yep. that's a sentry gun. Which is kind of the is, point of the weapon right there. Yeah, you, you don't have, have to have good aim. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. She just high stepping like you know, like she was dancing in a western, and somebody was making. A dance. And, and yet we were entertained. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Which, that, is, which was, is what's funny about it. It's just at what point are the stormtroopers not going to be entertaining? Right. That's yeah. what I, right. I want them to be. Intimidating, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. don't you don't have to kill any of the main characters. <laughs> I, I feel like, like, I mean, <laughs> hey, yeah, have at it, kill everyone else, but at least shoot a couple of the main characters. You don't have to kill them, just, someone, yeah. right? Uh, I so, feel like if they shot somebody, they would all stop because they would be <laughs> totally like, shocked. Showing <laughs> someone, <laughs> it's like, are we supposed to die? Getting someone, to one. 
Are we supposed to do that? They're going to look around at each other. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hit them. Was I supposed to do that? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> anyway, Boba Fett, though, just to, just to accentuate again, like that was some of the best. Like watching him just yeah the shit out of those guys yes. was so cool. And you mentioned it while we were while we were watching it, just the way their their armor oh, exploded. It, yes. it looked like Lego they just being dropped on the Le- floor. They it was so great. Oh, they did times in season one when Amanda was fighting them that he like I don't ever remember seeing in any of the movies the stormtrooper armor like crack and shatter. Just with yeah. um the for, armor yeah force yeah, yeah with Chewie's bowcaster. That, that's, oh, that, yeah. that's it. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Like, and we didn't. It's, there's such a visceral sort of like yeah. thing mm. of like their armor just like being shattered and scattering. Yeah. It's <clears> really cool. It yeah. adds so much dramatic effect. Oh yeah, it's so mm-hmm. cool. Oh. It's it's really cool. Yeah, that was great. So, um, yeah. What were your guys' thoughts on the uh, Razor Crest uh, biting the dust? I did not see that coming. That was just like. Right out. I feel like we need like, a moment of silence for that. <laughs> that was just like a death out of the blue. And Mando's reaction was like, oh. Dad's was his house. What, in a what, way. And it just hit me just when we started talking about that. He, at this moment, his only way around is Slave One. So yeah. I think we're going to be with Boba Fett and Slave One for the rest of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. Yeah. You know, that was and a we see that stroke. towards the end, too. Yeah. So, unless he gets like a hand me down ship from somebody on, uh, on you know, Navarro. Brief or... Cargo is like, hey, I got this thing over here you can have. But it looks like he's going to be tagging along with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So, well, he's not repairing a ship again. That's right. That's a goner. can't scam his nothing. I do think that we were blatantly foreshadowed. Uh, an encounter in this season, I think, between the dark saber and that Death Star. That I think, I mean, like he, Gideon wielded it real quick, and then he made a point like this is the only thing that survived. Mm-hmm. And we know with that that those weapons are, you know, pretty much. I I, I think we're gonna see the Mando and Moff Gideon. He's gonna have the staff, and he's gonna have the maybe. I, 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 that would be spirit. that would be great. I think, I think that's Mando great. looks really cool, but when he's holding that spear, it's called, yeah. oh man, it Very just cool. he takes it to eleven. He just look, it, it looks just natural. Like it just looks like he's obviously for the best guy, but it's just. It's a very oh. nice accessory. Pulls in the best guy on both sides. And so, just... so here's a question: Since we're talking, still on topic of Boba Fett and the dark saber. And Canon, um, Bo-Katan was, I guess you could say, Mandalore. She ruled Mandalore for, before the Empire wiped them out. Extended Universe, Boba Fett was Mandalore. Do you think we might get some kind of conflict between the two of them at some point for that title? Between Boba Fett and Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Mm. Do you think they might... Throw something in on that. I was going to ask the question: Are we going to even see Bo-Katan again this season? I think uh, we'll maybe, so. maybe, maybe, or maybe at not. least next season. Yeah. I'd say next season for sure, with two episodes left. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to answer Dave's David's question, um, 
I don't I don't know. I feel like Boba Fett's has like very little tie to Mandalore like he did with the EU. Um as he said in the show, I I don't align with anyone. Right. Um true. But myself. So yeah, I I don't know. Um I can definitely see um either uh Bo-Katan or the armorer arguing over that uh cer- that certain position or even if I'm stretching a leg out here, possibly Din Djarin, but uh, the Mandalorian, but I don't know. I feel like uh, it would just probably be something that the armor and Bo-Katan would beef out. Um, There's so many angles so, going on right now. Yeah, I don't like, know. They have, they have really <laughs> taken a very simple story with very few moving parts and like Wow, like, yeah, there's just so much, so much going on. There's a lot of moving parts, but it's, what I've also liked is that they, you know, in, in certain TV shows and stuff like that, they'll they'll break off and go, and, and I think they're going to start doing it now, but up until this point, Mando has been the focus, you know, it, it we don't, you know, just go somewhere without him being there, mm-hmm. you know, and now with, with Grogu and him being separated, we'll start to get that back and forth. But I mean, for the most part, we've in this probably could be why the episodes are, are so short, but so good is that we have so many different storylines going, but the main character, we don't deviate from him. We right. stay mm-hmm. with his journey the entire way. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll probably start to see, you know, that break like, off. Like an episode where there isn't well, we already yeah, we're already gonna get potentially episodes with Baby Yoda and yep. separated. Yep. But even potentially neither of them mm-hmm. being in the center of a, an episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and they've broken off with Moff Gideon a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, outside of that, I, I, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It's just, been, it's just been Mando. It's been following his journey. And I think it's been really cool. We'll see some different things. But, I mean, you take different shows. They'll go here. They'll go there. Mm-hmm. They'll develop these people. You know, I kind of like when they, when they keep the main character the main character. And maybe branch out from that, but stay in that in that I think, arena. I think that's what they're doing. I think that they are going to I don't know if they well, I don't know if they will, but they are setting it up to where like I'm thinking of like Game of Thrones or other shows where like mm. you can actually now in Game of Thrones, by the time we get down the road, right, this, there's so many mm-hmm. you know storylines and characters, but you can actually go in in one episode and just focus on yes one thing or another and then come back. And, yep. you know, and I don't know if they're going to do that here or not. Um, I think they're setting up so they could. And it, you, you can do a lot of character development. Like, I, I, for example, like doing a whole episode where we learn, like, really learn who Moff Gideon is, like, you know, or something like that, like, um, could be really effective. But I think in this show, I mean, if you look, I mean, it's called The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, we are we are they walk that line because i know some fans have been concerned like i don't want this show to become about all these other people getting pulled in right mm-hmm. but they have walked yep. that line like right on the edge like mm-hmm. they've kept That's mando and baby yoda the main focus but they but they brought boba fett ahsoka in like i think for me most of them like more than you thought mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. boba fett now oh and yeah I definitely like, you know for me, if you if you took Boa Fett or Ahsoka and you just, you know, next week we just set, had an episode and it's all Ahsoka, 
I would be okay with that, but I on one hand, but on the other hand, I'd be kind of disappointed because it's you know, I so, want to see yeah. Mando. I want to see what the next step yeah. is. I want to see. It's you too know, early for that too. I, yeah, I don't right. think we can do that at this point in the mm-hmm. story. And the and the interesting thing about Game of Thrones is that they're all tied together. So you know, especially in the first early seasons where everybody's fighting for the Iron Throne, and it's who's positioning themselves, you know, to get to that. Right. And that's what makes it so interesting. And, you know, Martin is one of the best world builders, you know, just in, in fantasy in general. Right. But, and we don't really have that, but I, I'm, I'm, like you said, they're walking that fine line and I think they're doing a great job. I hope they don't, you know, make all these episodes devoted yeah. for all these other characters. Um, I hope they keep it within the t- main two now if we i think they're gonna do shithole shows for those characters <laughs> <laughs> <is gonna> happen. <laughs> but the, which is fine yeah but not this show right right, right. that's what i'm saying i think they're gonna they're gonna pure or, speculation right that's the feeling i'm getting or um and i think i've mentioned this uh in in the um well, like the other time we were trying to record um my one of my biggest fears was that they would kind of interweave like when they try to spread out, kind of like the uh, um, Arrowverse, if you guys know anything yeah, about, that. about that. Last week. Um, like where they uh, where they have like crossover episodes, oh. but you kind of have to know which show to understand wh- like what that crossover is uh, chronologically, and then, then chronologically just that just becomes a mess, so you can't binge it. Uh, Because you have to know where, um, like, what show was on when in order to get it chronologically right. Right. And part part of me is a little bit of, part of me is afraid that might happen, but the other half's just like, well, if they're going to be doing, like, the binging schedule anyway with The Mandalorian, which it seems like they're doing, I don't think it will be as big of a problem. So, because they're not because they're because not it's releasing not, it binge time. Right, they right. they're not releasing at different times. Right. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think that's the side conversation that that that's not as interesting to me, but it is that side of it of like, what is the plan at Disney at Lucasfilm? Um, because. I mean, we have nothing, you know, we, we have previously announced material that mm-hmm. doesn't appear to have any connection to this show, and then we have this show, and then we have, like, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know where it's all going, and what, how does, it feels like they're, they're using the Mandalorian to be, like, a centerpiece for, like, a, a television universe. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the feeling I'm getting, but We'll see that. Yeah. Which would probably be smart with, you know, doing another big blockbuster film is probably not the smart. Well, you think, know, with Warner Brothers coming out. Just I think yesterday right now, like saying, I think Disney, we're putting out all of our all of our movies for 2021. The Matrix, all these movies for 2021 are coming out on HBO Max. They, they announced that yeah. yesterday. Yep. I mean, so them going in the TV series route is is probably financially the most more smarter it's thing the to do only choice they have yeah right, now. right. they literally right now yeah they have no other you know we were talking about this last week i think like disney's laying off thirty-two thousand people i mean disney 
I mean, wow. they are literally like their their theme parks, at least in the U.S. I don't know if Orlando, I don't know if it, Disney World is still open. Disneyland never reopened. Mm-hmm. Um, most of their you know Star Wars film production is halted. All the, the TV mm-hmm. shows seems except the Mandalorian are delayed. Like, if there wasn't the Mandalorian right now, there would be nothing. Right. It would, right. It would be it would be a very hard long pause mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. anything Star Wars. And the Mandalorian is not just carrying them, but it's like mm. easily carrying them. Like it's yeah. it's it's creating like, and I think that they're that I'm we'll never know this, but I'm very curious to know like how these creative decisions were made as they saw the failure of the sequel trilogy, um, and then the oncoming pandemic, right? And then like. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate this? And was there changes made to how they were going to handle the Mandalorian so that it could literally save the Star Wars ship and the Lucasfilm ship from totally sinking? Because it's like that was a perfect storm between the failure of the sequel trilogy. I say that with quotes. Like, like, um, like, as far as like critical um, reception, or I think combination of like. Well, I know it's not financially from a business perspective. Well, I, I would say financially, like those movies did very well by any film standard, but they didn't do well necessarily by Disney standards or, or Star Wars standards. No. And they were a total failure in almost every other area that you would normally be profitable. The Force Awakens toys and everything. I don't think the Force Awakens was because there was a lot of unknowns and I mean that that movie was it was massive. Mm-hmm. Oh, in terms of box office? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I totally, totally recovered its yeah, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> But I mean, the overall, I think the combination of fan response, and then you had this really weird, like, the critics liked Last Jedi, but the fans didn't, and then the critics didn't like Return Rise of Skywalker, where I think fans liked that a little more than Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. But then there was also fans who hated Return of Rise of Skywalker. Like, there was just all this, like, you can find people as many so... reasons to hate Star Wars as you can to love Star Wars. I think, I think, mm-hmm. that, I think that, I think that the, the, at, at the end of the day, the confusion in the fandom over the sequel trilogy versus the unanimous almost unanimous just like love of the mandalorian mm-hmm. is that's 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 what it is. they could again that that had to it had the mandalorian had to unify it had to bring yeah. that like i said you had star wars people that love star wars that understand yeah. the universe making the mandalorian you did not have that no. you did not have that in jj you did not have that in ryan you know, and Kathleen Kennedy, not going to stoke any fires, but. <laughs> well, I mean, there was just, it was like they took it and handled it like they would handle any other big, you know, like they went out and found all the cool directors, like, and they, and they, they didn't, they didn't approach it the way, I mean, yeah, I think we talked about this last week too, but like, start, like from, from A New Hope to Re- Revenge of the Sith, um, basically one person essentially did that. I mean, George Lucas didn't direct Empire in return, mm-hmm. but his creative, you know, he was the creative force behind all of that. Mm-hmm. And and the prequels were almost completely his creative, you know, everything. And then we went to Disney and it was like, yeah, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. We, we threw out anything George had to say mm-hmm. and then we went and just kind of like threw it to the, the you know, I don't know, whatever they did. 
maybe they maybe they felt like they had the old school fans. Now they have to usher in new fans. That I mean, right. Pete Cavalier has come out and even said that. I mean, they, that they needed you know to start something new. But and a lot of people will say, well, JJ did was so safe in Force Awakens. I think Force Awakens was a safe movie, but I still think it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it it explained everything in the universe. It still had Skywalker ties with Ben that was revealed. You know, you had different aspects of the show. I, from what I can see, I mean, you know, Force Awakens is a is a well reviewed movie between critics and fans. Mm-hmm. Um, people were uber excited about it. I think that I think where where the trilogy went wrong is obviously the Last Jedi, and it would take two hours to explain why, but. I think that movie was was a good movie, but you still had by by the time it was all said and done, pretty vanilla characters that not a lot of people really cared about, you know. And and that's my opinion. But mm-hmm. I think I think that what what we're seeing here is like I said, the op, it's it's the flip side of that coin, mm-hmm. where it's like you know, Filoni is like you know George Lucas's heir, who's you know a pretty pretty much of like. like Drink the Kool Aid, George Lucas Kool Aid, and he's not he's not veering from that vision. And you have Favreau, who clearly, I guess, you know, he's willing to. Um, they're clearly willing to like feed off of each other, like you know, mm-hmm. and and where Favreau has maybe less knowledge and passion and understanding, Filoni has that. Favreau has like the savvy of you know the Hollywood savvy, and like mm-hmm. he's kind of like the nerd in the corner with all the genius, you know, like you just get that. <laughs> Energy, which you didn't have in the sequel, there wasn't. No, nope. there wasn't that. No, and I think that I think that this is proving that because if Favreau comes to him and said just hypothetically and says, "Should we do this?" The first thing that Filoni's going to think is, "Okay, does this make sense in the Star Wars universe? Does this line up with, you know, does this make sense?" Right. To me, the Last Jedi didn't even make sense, and I think mm-hmm. they should have just let JJ do all three. And I, I think they're. Yep people are upset with Rise of Skywalker for many reasons. I feel like one of the reasons is is that it was just a movie to try to wrap everything up so fast. It reminded me almost like a Game of Thrones, the final season. Right. A lot of people a lot of people had problems with the final season, but there was so many ends that you had to tie up. Right. And people love a story and they love the journey and the ending can really do the movie. So we we still haven't we gotta hit the we did get the death troopers. Yes. Which were robots. Yeah. Which only really flew. That was all they did in this episode. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I don't really they have much shoot to shoot anyone. Say. And they can pick up small children. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. But they looked really cool. I was expecting I something to yeah. happen, but I think that was kind of their their intent was we're gonna we're gonna have some crazy battle or some, you know Mando's gonna take on. That's what the stormtroopers were. They were a diversion. So they <laughs> fly in untouched and take the child. That Kill was as many stormtroopers. As <laughs> but it was it was cool how they just you know and I when they were returning I thought Boba was gonna get shot at there for a second in Slave One, but. I don't think they would have taken all that time to bring him back just to kill him off 20 minutes later. I know we're probably running way off, way off on time, but like, what was up with Baby Yoda beating the shit out of him? <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, he was, he yeah, was, that was. He was mad. Yeah, he, he was, was mad. 
right. was angry. Mm-hmm. And that was, I'm not sure what to do with that scene. Like, it, it, it kind of felt, it did kind of feel uncomfortable. I didn't think it was meant to feel uncomfortable. Like, you can tell that, like, he's bottled up with, like, confusion, anger, and yeah. kind of valid, like, proving Ahsoka's point that if he, like, if he was fully trained, he could probably do way more damage than that. This is him untrained. If you want him trained, it could be worse. He's, he's definitely, like, like there's, like, a... Well, it's similar, I think, in some ways to what you were saying about Ahsoka. Like, there's an edge yeah. to her, and now there's an edge to him. And that was, I mean, and they, like, like up to this point, and I, this was my my criticism of, like, in, in season one, we did get a little more of that, like, how badass he could be. Mm-hmm. And then we got nothing in season two. I'll eat the eggs. I'll slurp the squid out of my soup. You know, like, <laughs> just, like, stuff where I'm like, I, what is, like, you know? And then that scene, like, we're like, I was just like, and and then the way Gideon walks in and he like, th- to me, there was almost this sense that he was like, he was enjoying this. Yeah, like he liked well, that that was happening. Think about the original trilogy. That's the, in even the first six movies, that's what it's really big on is Jedi versus Sith is, is not releasing your anger, controlling your fear, doing all those things, like, he didn't, he felt that. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping they kind of touch on that, where Gideon kind of likes it. He kind of likes him well, well, the, and then, like, being and then, angry. And then Gideon turns it, and, like, and it, I think the point of the scene was that he was saying, no, don't stop him, because it's going to wear him out. Yeah. And then we can come in and cuff him and whatever. But there was still that look on his face of, like, like, I got mad. Yeah, and, I, and there was a relishing of seeing him lashing out and yet, knowing that he's not going to be able to get away. Mm-hmm. And, like, and just the brutality. I mean, those stormtroopers. <laughs> did they die? They were dead? With the that was well, they got, they they got back up. So they're, the they're not dead, scene, but... Did they get up? Yeah, they were, yeah one of them got up. The wall, they still got up. That one dude was like, hold his arm up and broke it. Because that was brutal. Yeah, and that, was, that, was, that was brutal. His little, little baby handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Those were little tailor made. <laughs> They're gonna sell those. Oh They're yeah. Sell those. Oh yeah. <laughs> gotta sell those. Right. Yeah. They could be like little bangles. Right? <laughs> but and, they they gotta put you in Lucasfilm marketing. <laughs> it's just like you know, dangling <laughs> baby Yoda handcuffs. Um, <laughs> the dark saber came out. That's worth mm-hmm. mentioning at least. Just even though I it, it wasn't just showing it off. Yeah, I was like, I have this. <laughs> just a reminder. Yeah, that was kind of what I got. <laughs> oh, look! Ooh. The way he was talking with Baby Yoda, it's almost like Baby Yoda recognized it. Or he said something along the lines of, "You've seen something like you've seen this before." Or like one of these. Say you know yes. what this is, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Baby Yoda like reaches for it. He's like, very it's gonna be it's very interesting that we didn't we got that backstory about him being on Coruscant last week, but we really don't know like to what degree no I mean worries. I guess I mean obviously mm-hmm. if he's on Coruscant, I mean he's trained at the Jedi Temple, he's seen a lightsaber before. But um I really hope that they he never puts a lightsaber in his hand. I'm just saying Yoda was small enough, like don't do the baby Yoda with a lightsaber, but maybe they will. But I think that um 
I don't think I don't think that I know I think the significance of that was not as much for the baby Yoda scene. I think it was just again to like remind us like that he's yeah. wielding that weapon that I think has more to do with the backstory of the Mandalorians and Bo Katan and all that than it has to do with I have a lightsaber, baby Yoda. You know what that means. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why that was there necessarily, but it was cool to see it again and mm-hmm. be reminded. And I think that's I think from what I've heard from what um Giancarlo Esposito has said or not said or or said that we should or shouldn't take seriously. He is gonna fight with it. Oh yeah. By the end of the season, and I really think it's gonna be with that best part. I'm, I'm, I think that's what we're gonna get. I think oh, we're gonna get yeah. a Mando, Moff Gideon duel with the Beskar spear and the dark saber. Well, we've seen how uh, Pedro Pastel uh, used to spear in Game of Thrones. So, uh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> If he takes him on and he says, I am Mando, <laughs> it starts flitting around. Do we have a giant character that can crush his head? <laughs> crush his head. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that would be interesting. Um. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, but the last thing that I got, and it was towards the end, was the, the, him Moff saying, donor so and we've seen like what things look like on snoke in lat uh two weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever that looked like that they were developing mm-hmm. so i don't know if you guys think that that's what it's for i personally that's kind of what i think it's for but if that's the case if it is for snoke does baby yoda survive i don't think it's for snoke i because he'd be an exegol with palpatine and like in okay. the Rise of Skywalker, when Kylo Ren's walking through the, know, the laboratories, you see versions of Snoke in that vat. So I, I don't think that that's what it'd be for, because um, this is also I I've heard this is supposed to take place after Battle of Jakku. So the Empire the Empire is supposed to be wiped out basically. So Moff Gideon could be. Just an Imperial warlord, basically, that did not want to go with the rest of the Imperial forces. So that could be also something tying tying in with Thrawn. How he's he's back yeah. in the unknown regions, whatever. Maybe with Ezra, maybe not. I think that's the question. The question for me, the, the big question for me going forward is: Are these strands going to all go towards? Um, the sequel trilogy and the rise of the first order and smoke and everything, mm-hmm. or are they going to kind of be self-contained, like Moff yeah. Gideon, Thrawn, Ahsoka? Like, is it going to stay in the boundaries of that? Or I think I think at this point I, I don't think we, I think we'd have to really force it to say that there's going to there's no connection between what's happening in the Mandalorian and Snoke. There's mm-hmm. some connection between what they're experimenting with here and what they're doing. I I think I mean like unless they just happen to simultaneously be doing Cloning right. experiments with force sensitive beings. <laughs> and it just mm-hmm. happened that Moff Gideon was doing it over here and Palpatine was doing it over here and they didn't know about each other. I guess that's possible. Well, it, it but... could also be, um, I could be wrong on my facts, but during like the, the Thrawn trilogy, the uh, extended universe, he, if I have my stuff put together, Th- Thrawn cloned a Stormtrooper army, but he was able to do it quicker than the clone troopers. So that could also be the maybe, could be the thing. maybe Thrawn's mm-hmm. the maybe Thrawn's the volunteer. <laughs> I, I, 
I thought that being a possibility, but on second thought, I was like, no, why would he, why would metachlorian counts uh, concern him? Yeah. He, he has his, he like has his, his, his mind. Special powers, yeah. Yeah, yeah his, his mind is his power, so I, I don't know. I, this is, this is, a, this is, I, I'm, I am exactly where I want to be with two episodes left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I've got a lot to in, that I've enjoyed and a lot that's new that's been brought to me. And I'm still really like, what, how is this going to end? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how are these last two episodes going to, how is this season going to end? I really don't know. Where is, is Baby Yoda? Is he safe? <laughs> is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> He was alive. I felt it. <laughs> I, I'm not doing the now. <laughs> this is my last question. Okay. Is it is it is it possible, you know, thinking of risk factor, and maybe I've just been watching too much Game of Thrones, but is it even possible to see a Mando or Baby Yoda be killed off? Like is it like would you guys be shocked at that because I, I i feel like they don't not not till the end of the series i believe i feel like these characters are like meant to go from like beginning of a story to an end of a story and um and i feel like for a star wars movie sure mm-hmm. it could go in that way in that Game of Thrones style where they can kill a character off. I mean, they they have. But for, for The Mandalorian, I don't think so. Especially um, if they have if it's like more seasons playing, too. Right. Okay. Well, I definitely think it would be really, really hard to kill off The Mandalorian in The Mandalorian. Right. That would be, that would be where I would be like, yeah, even if you thought that was a good idea. No. I don't, then no. What is this show? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that it's more likely to see the child eliminated at some point which would which would be a powerful right. plot point for the mandalorian's character mm-hmm. if he were to die mm-hmm. um and i mean let's be clear like baby yoda if he doesn't die would they have the where guts was he die? after this like right because he's not in the sequel trilogy at all there's no mention where, of him mm-hmm. would the, i guess would, do you think they have the guts to do I don't. I don't think to kill off Baby Yoda. Yeah. No. Maybe I maybe he dies of natural causes. In surgery. In the Millions of Star Wars. If he, if he dies, I think I think he dies sacrificing himself. Maybe I think that could work. Mm-hmm. He dies sacrificing himself. I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. bloodthirsty and want more death in this TV show. Hey, outside, outside I, want of, more, I want yeah. more risk. That's all I'm saying. Uh, outside of storm risk. stormtroopers. I guess there are yeah. risks. Yeah. Stormtroopers yeah. also don't bleed, apparently. If you gouge them through their sternum and you don't <laughs> yank the thing out and it's just white. <laughs> Spear's not bloody, no blood on the armor. It's okay, though. It's all right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like, uh, like those um, cackle dummies or whatever. Those. Uh, the crash dummies. Oh, the crash dummies. Yeah. Bar, like they can bang up against the windshield, but they're okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that will end uh, this uh, episode of Mando Meetings. Um, and uh, if and uh, thanks for listening. If you uh, well, 
If you uh, like this uh, show, please subscribe to our channel. And uh, we just uh, got accepted onto uh, Spotify. So, oh, um, yep. Yeah, so we're, we're on there too, uh, as, as well as uh, Google Play and, uh, I, and uh, um, Apple, Apple Podcasts and other, other minor uh, um, podcasting platforms. Um, you can follow us at Trench Run Report on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and we also have a Facebook page. And if and if you want to follow us individually, uh, you can follow uh, Aaron at Bro Russo on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, my okay, my account is um, uh, Bootsfoot One at Twitter. On, at, at, in Twitter, <laughs> on on Twitter and uh, Instagram, um, is there like any other fan platforms where you'd like to be followed or, or just want to keep personal? I uh, I rule on, on behind the behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. Always moving the shadows. I don't know what the internet is. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, this this was a fun one, and uh, we look forward to uh, doing the next one, and uh, we will see you all next time. <laughs>